0: Welcome to the million dollar body podcast with your host, Nate Palmer. Welcome back to another episode of the million dollar body podcast. I'm your host, Nate Palmer. And if you're here, you're probably, it's probably cause you're a high performer, a real estate agent, a business owner that's interested in maximizing your physique, your finances your family time, using fitness and nutrition as force multipliers in life. If you're not a part of the Facebook group, definitely go to training slash group. That's where we stream these podcast episodes every Monday, sometimes Tuesday. So you can join in, you can ask questions. There's a tons of cool things happening in the group, as well as a massive amount of free resources. Again, go to n nhtrainingsystems.com slash link. And join us there. If you're already in the group and you're watching it live, we're excited to have you because we are going to be talking today about how to drink without gaining a beer belly. We're going to be talking about how to lose weight while continuing to have a drink here and there, the best types of alcohol you can imbibe, the ones you should definitely stay away from, and what to do when you end up at that just, just office outing to Red Robin and you're trapped in the corner, the guy in the porn stash is t- close talking to you. And you're like, man, you know I could really use a whole bottle of Jack Daniels. What do you do in that situation? So, um, that, um, that said, we here in the Million Dollar Body Group, we just put in together a brand new free resource called the the Burn Score. So it's a combination of the GE Score, which we were talking about um, previously. But if you want to check that out, go to n 8 slash quiz to take to get to see what your Burn Score is. Basically, it's it's a idea of how your body is able to burn fat. Are you holding on to fat because your body's not in a, in a good place to burn it off and replace it. Are you, able, are you more focused on burning off the food you're taking in? Where do you fall on that spectrum? So are you on a, on the higher end, the great end or on the lower end? So nhtrainingsystems.com quiz will get you your own burn score. So without further ado, can I drink without getting a beer belly? This is a great question. Something that a lot of clients talk to me about because Let's face it, um, none of us are trying to really give up alcohol for the rest of our lives and live a life of puritanical restriction where we don't ever drink because it's not healthy. I'm a firm believer in lifestyle gains as well as fitness gains. Sometimes when you're with your friends, when you're with your family, there's nothing better than ha- relaxing, having some you know, wine or white cloth, whatever it is your family is into, and just being able to enjoy enjoy yourself, enjoy the people around you. That said, this is probably not to be an every night situation for you. So. Um, alcohol is a part of our culture though. Football on Sunday, we drink beers, right? New York, New Year's. We is, we have champagne on St. Patrick's day and Cinco de Mayo. We throw up into our purses. You know, it's just a part of our heritage, but in the constant tug of war between like health and then, you know, the use like, man, it's been six drinks. Uh, the Macarena just came on. Let me hop on the bar and show these peasants what a real Macarena looks like. How do you find that balance? Okay. So Today we're gonna to be talking about what alcohol does to your body, why why it's important to drink at specific times and how to structure your drinking so it doesn't affect you as much. We're gonna be talking about the alcohol that you should definitely start drinking more of if you're if you're you know looking to upgrade your your choices. The alcohol you should definitely not have, and then how to keep drinking while losing weight. I'll give you a simple structure that you can implement starting tomorrow. But also we'll talk a little bit more about why that might not be a good idea starting with lesson number one it's because you might not do your podcast because you were had a few drinks so let's just clear something up right now alcohol although delicious is poison alcohol is poisonous and so alcohol and technically the main the main thing in alcohol is ethanol and we all talk about oh macronutrients proteins carbs fats right proteins and carbs those have four calories per gram fats nine calories per gram but did you know that ethanol actually has seven calories per gram that's why when you look at the back of a, like a for example let's just say i was looking at a white claw label yesterday for research again very important you remember it's for research And you see that it only has two grams of carbohydrates, but yet has something close to a hundred calories. Well, where are those calories coming from? Because there's no fats and no proteins in there. And if if there's only, you know, three or four grams of carbs, something like that, then you're only going to get, you know, 12 calories total. So where are the rest of them coming from? Well, ethanol technically has seven calories per gram, but the thing that we need to remember about this is that since it's a poison, it's literally poisonous to our body that we can not absorb that. Okay so where do where does like the term beer belly come from if we can't absorb the ethanol we're taking in we have a a beer or a glass of wine or whatever where are those calories coming from and why is it so important that we don't drink them so before we get too, too far into this let me t- let's talk a little bit about the other implications of alcohol so when you take your first sip of alcohol in the evening morning afternoon, doesn't matter, whatever, you stimulate your GABA receptors. GABA receptors are responsible for relaxing you, which is why alcohol is such an awesome idea for reducing your social anxiety. It's a you know, social loop. The more you, like, you go to a party where you don't know anyone, have four drinks, I guarantee you're going to be having a much better time. So the frontal lobe of your brain is super susceptible to alcohol and also happens to be the part of the brain that controls social anxiety, decision-making, um, you know, that's why it's easier to talk to people and strangers, you never met before it's also easier why you can be like, fuck it, let's have nachos right after you drink because you're not making the best decisions. So, but while alcohol is relaxing you and making you want to sing, um, Bon Jovi covers, it's also wreaking havoc on the rest of your body. So since it's a poison, what's happening internally is your body starts ringing the bell and it's like, ring, ring, bring, bring. shut everything down, red alert. Because what's happening right now is we are being poisoned by a malicious source that's feeding us black cherry white claws, probably on purpose. And so your body starts shutting down all the other important processes. So all non-essential functions. So like digestion, um, like just like the process of autophagy, um, any sort of thing, any me- metabolic processes, your metabolism, all those get get set aside with the premier goal, number one goal of flushing out the toxin that you just ingested. So if you can start thinking about alcohol as a toxin, and you know, like you know, you can always make the choice to have alcohol, but I just want to be completely informed, then you start understanding why your body does certain things when you when confronted with a large amount of it. Okay. So the the real problem comes when we start eating and drinking, going to Taco Bell, getting nachos, getting those double-loaded stuffed, whatever grillers that sound amazing. But you would never eat in real life until you have four beers, and then all of a sudden you're like, that sounds awesome. Diet starts Monday. So instead of metabolizing the calories you eat, sorting through it, and then dispersing the nutrients to your muscles, to your fat stores, to energy requirements, your body starts putting all of those nutrients into fat storage. It's the fastest thing you can do. It's so, all right, just shuttle into fat, we'll we'll deal with it later while we try to filter out this poison we just got. So that's why the nachos, the tacos, the, the uh, greasy food that you had at 2, 2 a.m., as well as the mixers in your mixed drinks, the carbohydrates in beer and in wine, all of those things, those go to the places you'd least like to see them in your body. So your love handles, your belly, your thighs, your body is not without a sick sense of humor. So when you drink, essentially, you retain more fat from food and drinks than you would without alcohol. You also make worse food choices be, due to your new lower inhibitions. You sleep worse because alcohol makes it harder to get deep REM sleep. And we'll go into that in a second. And you also have less energy the next day for the lack, for the lack of sleep, which can also lead to missing your workouts, eating worse because fatigue leads to worse decisions. So in essence, what we really want to do is make sure that if you are in a fat loss phase, if you are someone who drinks, you know, recreationally, casually, two nights a week, three nights a week, Has a glass of wine with dinner, and you're trying to lose fat. You need to stop drinking. To be honest with you, you just need to stop drinking. It's gonna be very, very difficult for you when you're having a beer at dinner, drinking some wine, like you know, then going out, or you know, having anything where you're having alcohol and calories together. Those two things don't mix, especially, especially, especially when you're in a fat loss phase. So yeah, you can you can just not imbibe for a time. Probably wouldn't hurt you you could take you know like you could go six days without and give yourself one day uh per week of drinking would be a second not as good option but i'll teach you how to do that here in a second or you know you can just completely disregard what i'm saying and keep drinking and have either slower or negligible progress due to all the things that i listed above you know the sleep is a big factor as well so and then by the way this drinking in moderation thing it's old news drinking one glass of wine a night is so boring. It's so cliche. Don't do that. Don't drink one drink every day. You know, If you're going to have seven drinks, have seven drinks on Saturday and be done with it. Don't drink one drink every day because all you're really doing is you're setting yourself up for failure in all those other ways because you're never giving yourself a chance to stop drinking. So if, you, if you're pouring yourself a glass of something every single night, you've got to stop that. You've got to give that up because one drink every night is going to be much more detrimental to your progress than having Five drinks, six drinks in a single day. So, um, okay. So, based on all that, how do we drink to minimize our fat gain? You know, enough with my caveats and yada yada and and abs, <laughs> abstinence. How do we do it? What's the secret? What's the trick? So, um, first of all, like I said, you got to eliminate the glass of wine with dinner. Okay. Secondly, you need to stop drinking every night. Okay. First two things, very, very important. Now you can drink, we'll call it two times per week max. Okay. One time a week is better. Zero times a week is better than that, but you know, you're not going to do that. So let's just talk about what's realistic. So two to three hours before you start drinking. So if you're planning this, you're like, I'm going to go to a barbecue room. It's going to be five o'clock. when I drink over there. You're going to have your biggest meal of the day. This meal should feature leafy green vegetables, eaten first if you can, high protein and high fat. So, so but we want to limit, limit the carbohydrates in this meal. So, sorry, no French fries. So higher fat, higher protein. So like I think in like chicken thighs, big salad, make sure it's a bigger meal though. This is your biggest meal of the day. Okay. And then every single hour after that meal, until you go to bed, you're having one glass of water minimum every hour. That's really, really important. That'll add up over time. It's a tendency for us if you're, you know, you're going out and you're having beers, you're doing whatever to miss out on that water aspect, which can be extremely detrimental to um, your body's natural ability to filter out alcohol, as well as um, your ability to wake up without a hangover. So keep that in mind. It's really important. Okay. Now, when you drink, now we're going to start focusing on ideally hard alcohol with non-caloric mixers. Clear alcohols are better, but there's really no downside to like a rum or a whiskey or a bourbon or anything along those lines either. There's very little difference um, from a, a caloric perspective. So I wouldn't stress about that. If you, if you love bourbon, great. Go to town. My favorite drink is going to be a vodka soda with, with a little bit of lime. Okay, Not, So just soda water. Isn't it also ironic that tonic water is basically soda, but soda water is calorie free? It always confuse me. So vodka with soda water, it's the favorite drink of sorority girls everywhere. And it's also a great way to drink, get a little bit hydrated, and then also not um, ingest a ton of sugar. So you're going to actually feel a lot better the next day because a lot of the hangover is just going to be your brain chemicals not balanced, starting with the sugar, which will give you like a headache, stomachache, you just won't feel as good, okay? Gin and diet tonic could also fit that diet tonic is uh even though it's a little bit sweet it's going to still be zero calorie so diet sodas are a good fit for this vodka diet cranberry jack and diet coke you know so you get the you get the impression notice that i didn't list any beers or any wines that's because of beers especially like a darker beer or a or a really heavy alcohol ipa are going to be some of the the worst things you can drink while trying to lose fat so if you're trying to lose fat and you have two ipas sorry you kind of just screwed yourself so shift that over to hard alcohols and mixers try to keep the the mixers calorie free as best as possible even better more points if you can superset each one of those drinks with a big glass of water as well before before you go to bed have another big glass of water um, have a multivitamin to replace some of the chemicals that you've excreted through drinking a lot and probably peeing a lot as well. And then vitamin C, vitamin C will help you feel a lot better, cures kind of hangovers preemptively, as well as being a great immuno boost because when you're drinking, you're suppressing your immune system as well. Okay. Now, here's the thing about drinking and food though, is when you get home from, a pla- uh, from somewhere where you've been out drinking or been doing stuff, a lot of times we're like, man, I am starving and everything sounds great. So ideally, you'd eat two hours beforehand with that, that heavier meal, high protein, high fats, um, low carbs, and then you would drink for however long that is, and you wouldn't have any food in here as well, because we want to give your body a chance to process out the toxins before you add any calories on top of that. Because literally anything you eat, like you might think that you need some food because you're hungry. But in reality, you're mostly going to get, that's going to go to, to, to fat storage. Now, if you're like, wow, I have nothing in my stomach and I'm going to go to a party and it's, I'm probably going to get extremely drunk off of two drinks. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to go have, have some food. Okay. Sorry. Focus on the protein, but you know, live your life as well. Now, after you finish drinking, if you can, if it's possible to give yourself a two hour window of, of just water before you have some food, that would be awesome. If you can't do it, then give yourself one hour. And if you literally can't do that, just don't eat and drink at the same time. Finish your drink and then go have some food. Obviously, this is going to have varying degrees of success, but um, I know that from experience, from the research I did yesterday, that a lot of times um, what sticks in my head is not necessarily lengthy diatribes about nutrition and alcohol, but more like, "What did that one guy say that one time?" And that's when I that's what I go and do. So there's the sound bite. Don't drink any eat at the same time. Wait until you're finished before you start doing that. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was is sleep, alcohol affecting your sleep. Because I recently started wearing a Whoop band on my wrist, which I'm not wearing right now. But basically, it measures a couple of different things. It measures your strain for the day, it measures your HRV, your heart rate variability, and it measures your recovery. It also measures your, like the recovery is based off of HRV and, and sleep, your sleep score. So it measures how long you were asleep, how good a sleep you got, how much time you spent in, in REM, um, how much time you spent in phase one and phase two, et cetera. What I've noticed from my research that I did for you was that when I was when I was drinking, even if I woke up feeling refreshed, my recovery would be somewhere around like the 20% mark. Whereas I'm pretty used to being in like the 70, 75% mark on a daily basis. So just drinking even just like two drinks was able to set my recovery way way back so that's why that drinking in moderation just having one or two drinks with dinner after dinner is really bad long-term strategy for dropping the gut feeling better having more energy being effective in your with your family and your business because you're just not as recovered after a night of even one or two drinks as you would be without because you've interrupted your deeper sleep. You haven't been, you haven't been able to get to, to good sleep. And then oftentimes what can happen is after that, the effects of the alcohol wear off, you'll, it'll kick you out of your sleep. You'll wake up due to the fact that you're not drunk anymore. So that's a, that can be a big problem, especially when you're stacking those days on top of each other of low recovery, low recovery, low recovery, low recovery. How can you expect yourself to have energy to go do the things you need to do in your business? or to hit a workout or to have like the the mental focus and and uh discipline to eat a healthy lunch over just taco bell a couple accumulated days of fatigue and, and poor sleep you start making much worse decisions and suddenly you're like wow i'm just a i'm just a lazy person i'm you know i'm not motivated when in reality it's just your recovery has been dog shit for too long so um if you've if it's been a while since you've taken a couple of days off from from drinking take 3 days off in a row. See how you feel in that third morning after you wake up. You'll feel a lot better guaranteed. So, all in all, basically what I'm saying is if you're trying to lose fat, stop drinking. If you're trying like pretty hard to lose fat, then stop drinking every night. Drink one day a week. If you're you don't really care, then you know continue up with continue with your behaviors, but at least try to avoid mixing your food and your alcohol. The sound bite here is Don't drink for an hour after eating, and then don't eat for an hour after drinking. That's all I need to remember, okay? Don't eat for an hour after you finish drinking, and then don't drink for an hour after you finish your your meal. So as long as we're going to continue to avoid mixing those two things together, it's going to make your life a lot easier. It's going to keep you from gaining any unnecessary weight. I'm not going to try to tell you that you have to never drink again because that sounds ludicrous and um, unsustainable. But I, and I know that lifestyle is important. Being dealing with fans, family and friends is important. So when you do it, just make sure you're doing it right and you're not eating and drinking at the same time. That's the easiest thing that you can possibly be doing and, and putting into your life. So sorry, no more wine with dinner. But let's be honest, it wasn't that good, anyways. All right, y'all. Hopefully that was been helpful for you. You uh, that made a difference in what you were thinking in terms of in terms of how you're going to go about living your life after this, after this podcast, which I know was life changing. Um, Rebecca, you said no drinking is way easier remembering all this. That's a good point. You're not wrong. Um, yeah. Any other questions? Feel free to drop them in this, in the million dollar body group here, as we're going through live and if you're not a member of the million dollar body group, make sure to join us here next time. And then if you need anything else along the lines of workouts, nutrition, fat loss, muscle building or just how you can have more energy to go about being a great um, person in a relationship, in your families, in your business, then I have got you covered in a million dollar body group. Once again, go to n8trainingsystems.com group, and I'll get you taken care of. Hope you're having an amazing day. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Be blessed.